0: we raise our hands towards heaven right now as a sign of expectation as a sign of surrender as a sign that we want Jesus to come and speak to us tonight so let me pray for you tonight Lord we just pray right now here in this place that you want to meet people you want to be real in our lives you want to help us become stronger in you to become better people. Lord I just pray right now that the supernatural wave of the spirit might come into this place. Lord you're everywhere you're already there but Lord sometimes we just don't know that we're not aware of it. So God I just pray right now that hearts will be open, minds will be attentive, that the Holy Ghost may come and speak into our spirits at the very deepest level tonight we pray in jesus name amen great job why don't you take your seats thanks musicians and singers great job tonight okay. well i don't i'm excited about the uh the theme that we're on for this year on the supernatural and uh, i guess the the ultimate supernatural kind of experience is to see miracles and healings things that that don't happen, happen. That's what a miracle is. When something can't happen and it happens, it's called a miracle. So I'm excited about those kind of things. but And I think we need to, uh, as, as Christians, as the church of God, be expecting to live in the space where miracles happen. And I want to encourage you today that uh, you can become a target that ...that God uses to bring about miracles in your life every day, wherever you go. But uh, I think it's not an abstract thing that's uh, from from a distant age to see miracles and, and signs and wonders and things happening. It's not an abstract th- thing that we read in the Bible and think, well, that was for way back then... ...because I believe and what I read in my Bible is that the last days are going to be better than any other day that we've ever lived in. And so I want to encourage you today, don't go thinking... Um, that uh, the, the, the miracles and the signs and wonders and healings and all these kind of things that we read about in the Word of God were for some distant past abstract thing. God wants to have an intervention from God, from Him, into your life, into the rest of your life. So that's my introduction this morning. Uh, this morning, I don't even know where I am. Um, but uh, it's I know that God's going to speak to people today and God's going to start something. And I know that there's... Uh, um, There's a lot of people that are sick in our church at the moment. Uh, This uh, flu's been getting around and knocking people out left, right and centre. But you know something, I know that uh, those of you who are here tonight, you need to hear this message and I'm so excited that you're here. So when we talk about supernatural things, talking about spiritual things, a lot of people immediately think that's people doing weird stuff in a church service. That's like making strange sounds, maybe doing some strange... Things in church. I'm not interested in that kind of supernatural. I want to see a supernatural move of God where where impossible things become possible, where things that you think that could, that could never happen happen. So I'm talking about spiritual things from God that are life giving and life building. That kind of supernatural is what I'm talking about, and that's what I believe we're going to uh, reach out and see. And I can't think of anything more supernatural than. Miracles and healings—they probably should be dealt with separately. But tonight, I'll attempt to preach on them together. And uh, you know, I'm going to expand on this and keep talking about it as we go on. I still really would love to talk on um, supernatural guidance from God because I think we we really need to learn a lot more about that. I want to honor Josh for the great message this morning. I'm going to carry on from that message today. And we didn't collaborate, we didn't plan it together, but it just worked in amazingly from what he planned and what i've planned today or what god's given us really and i want to thank uh paul Bowd and john wait i don't think john's here tonight for the great effort and jimmy this morning getting church to work because who knows it's uh pretty hard to do church without electricity but we managed to do it um with the help of some uh generators and other stuff so but they did a great job climbing through the roof and all that we don't get to see all that but it was amazing what they did for us today so let's give them a hand tonight So, I want to look at something today, and uh, I've called it Jesus' Day Off. Um, So, I think it's in Mark chapter 6, there, it's up on the screen there. Mark chapter 6, verse 30 to 56, I won't read it all out to you, but I'll just read the very introduction part of that scripture. And by the way, if you're new to church or you haven't been to church for a long time, what I'm doing now is called preaching. And there's something, so I I want us to be a church at that realizes that there's people who are coming in all the time who don't know the foggiest about what we're doing. And what's this motivational speaker that he does? That, that's called preaching. And when we preach the Word of God, there's a deposit of God's Spirit gets poured out, gets gets uh, um, put on people, and it can change your life. Because I know I was an insecure, um, uh, you know, I guess, kid, but I kept going to church... And little by little, the word of God changed who I was, and uh, I know that God can do that in anyone's life if you position yourself in the right place to hear His word. Then you'll change. You'll you'll become a different person. You'll become from from a person who's intimidated to being a person who is strong in in every single way in your life. Anyway, that's uh, not part of my notes. But Mark chapter six, verse thirty to thirty-two. Let me read it out to you. It says. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going and uh, that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. And what we're going to look at is what happens on Jesus' day off. It's his day off. He's having a rostered day off. He's saying, I'm having a public holiday that I've just called for myself. And disciples, let's go. We're having a day off. Who loves to have that kind of a boss? I'd love a boss to say, come on, we, we're going We're going for a, for a stroll in the country. We're going to have a day off together. I would love a boss like that. So Mark chapter 6, verse 35 to 44. What happens next is amazing because it says a huge crowd turned up um, and they follow Jesus on his day off. And they all turn up where Jesus says, we're going to go to a quiet place. We're going to get away from the crowds. But when they get there, the crowds have got there first. It's like, well, now put yourself in the disciples' shoes. You're thinking, Jesus, you said this was a day off. What are they doing here? You ever been like that when, you, when you're invited somewhere and you think, hey, I'm going to hang out with Michael. And it's going to be awesome, just me and Michael. And you get there and you think, what's all these people doing here, Michael. This is supposed to be our time. A huge crowd turns up. And as it turns out, they've got nothing to eat. If I was a disciple, I'd be saying, Jesus, their problem. So I'm going to show you a a whole lot of miracles that took place this day, on Jesus' day off. Miracle number one. There was 5,000 families fed by five loaves of bread and two fish. Now, I know you might think, yeah, well, that's amazing. 5,000 families fed by that. Yeah, well, maybe the loaves of bread were like the size of a bus. No, they weren't. They were normal loaves of bread and they were normal fish. And uh, it says that Jesus kept breaking the bread and the fish and and he was giving it to the disciples to give to the people. It'd be like if you could just imagine him breaking bread and just, it's like disciples are watching and he's just like one one. Bread roll is just keep going and going and going and going. It's like a baker's delight um, nightmare. It's like that that roll was only 80 cents and it's feeding like thousands. How can we, we can't make money like this. If you're an Italian baker, you'd be saying, we can't make money like this, Jesus. Don't do that one anymore. The second part, it says everybody ate enough. I'm not going to go over what Josh spoke this morning because he took my thunder. But uh, everybody ate enough. It wasn't like everybody, it's not like communion where you get this tiny little, little carp and a tiny little bit of bread. That doesn't satisfy you. That's not a meal. It's not like we just gave them a tiny little uh, a fraction of something. Everybody ate enough. So the first miracle, number one, 5,000 families got fed. I don't know why we always call it the time when Jesus fed 5,000, because it's 5,000 families. It was men and their, and their wives and children. Who knows how many people that would have been. The second miracle, it says there was leftover food. Everybody ate as much as they wanted, and there was more left over. Everybody ate as much as they wanted. It wasn't like they just said, well, you've only got a ration. You know, you've ever been somewhere and there's, there's a ration. They so say, you're only allowed this much. I don't like ration places. I want to. I want to go where I can eat as much as I want to eat. Let me decide. Mark chapter six, verse 40, forty-seven to fifty-three. We find the the third miracle, miracle number three. Jesus walked across the lake. Now that's a pretty, pretty crazy kind of thing. He took he took the shortcut. It says the disciples rowed in the boat. He he waited behind. because I think that the in in. My interpretation, I think the disciples were pretty annoyed that day. And they took the chance and said, okay, Jesus, you got the crowds. See you later. It said Jesus stayed back and and sent the crowds away. The disciples said, we're already out of here. It's our day off anyway, and we don't want to be with them anymore. We're out of here. So they're rowing across the sea, doing it hard. There's wind. There's waves. It's not an easy journey. And suddenly, in the middle of the night, because they're not getting very far... Jesus comes to them walking on the water. That doesn't normally happen, not that not, not I've known anyway. But he takes a shortcut, and it was windy, and it's the huge wave so rough that the men in the boat were struggling to row against it. But the miracle is that Jesus was walking on water. Miracle number four Jesus got in the boat, they finally meet, you know. Let Jesus in, and, and he, he hops in the boat, and suddenly the wind, the wind stops, and the waves stop, and everything goes calm. That's another miracle. Um, that's in Mark chapter 6, 53. Miracle number five. This is all on Jesus' day off. Miracle number five: people start getting healed. It says he 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 goes across the lake, gets in the boat, that the, the wind stopped, the the waves stopped they get to where they're going and suddenly there's people waiting there and it says everyone who came to Jesus got healed. People who just touched his clothes, healing power went out and they and they were healed. So just in that one day off that we see, five supernatural miracles on Jesus' day off. And if Jesus saw that kind of uh, life around about him, then we ought to start believing God. I think we get so used to not seeing things that we think that's the normal. I want us to unlearn the normal that we know and start relearning a new kind of normal. I'll give you an interesting diversion about about stuff. Because people often ask questions about God's power. About if God was so good. Have you ever had those conversations where people confront you and say, well, if God was so good, if God's so good, why can't He stop people suffering? Why can't He stop starvation? Ever heard that one? Ever been challenged by that and, and felt like, well, I don't know the answer? I'll give, you the, I'll give you some statistics. I found this recently. It says, the money required to eradicate hunger for everyone in the world has been estimated at $30 billion a year. About as much as the world spends on the military every eight days. So my point is, is this a God problem or an us problem? God has given us a miracle world to live in. It's just people aren't sharing. So when people challenge you and say, well, if God's so good, why do we see starving? Why do we see suffering? Why do we see this kind of stuff happening? You know, it's not a God problem. That's a people problem. So we need to understand those parameters about the goodness of God. So everything about the Christian life, is supernatural everything we know about Jesus that sets him apart as uh, as as who he is as a son of God it's all supernatural we need the supernatural power of Jesus when there are things that we we don't know when there's things that we we don't know things that we can't do things that we can't things we can't move on our own that are stuck in the way of our progress We need the supernatural power of God. Jesus gave us authority in his name to live supernaturally. That's taking your problem that could be physical and seeing a spiritual solution. So I want you to understand that that many times, this is just a little key, I don't know if it's in my notes, I'm getting distracted now, but you know something many times in life, the, the devil will throw things at you physically and he wants you to see it only as a physical thing. But when we start to fight the devil on on a, a physical level, we lose every time. We need to start to realize that a lot of the things that we deal with, a lot of the things that we go through emotionally, physically, all these other things, if we could realize that there's a spiritual thing behind it, then we start to attack the devil on God's turf and not our turf. And then we start to see our lives change. So Jesus gave us authority in his name to live supernaturally. Living supernaturally starts with praying right. And I can never underestimate the power of prayer. And I want to encourage you today, and it doesn't matter what you think about yourself, it doesn't matter what you think you know or you don't know, I want to encourage you tonight to develop praying in the right way, and you'll see that circumstances and situations that seem impossible, immovable, will begin to move. John chapter 14, verses 13 uh, it talks about Jesus said, um, "Ask anything in my name." Now I know this can be very misconstrued, very, very um, taken to extremes. So we start saying, "Hey, you know, I just I want this, I want that." We're, we're going to see that's not how what this means. John chapter sixteen, Jesus uh, again told his disciples, um, "Pray for anything. Use my name when you pray." John chapter sixteen, verse twenty-seven. I'll paraphrase this. Um, because God loves you, Jesus is telling his disciples, and you love me, pray with faith for miracles. It doesn't say it exactly like that but I've just I've just uh, clarified it so we can understand that verse. But maybe if you want to go home and look at um, John chapter 16 verse 27 and uh, and read it for yourself but but my version of it is, if you love Jesus, then you'll see faith, you'll have faith rise and miracles should come all around you all the time. So the big point that is easily missed is pray according to God's purpose for you, not your purpose for God. So very often we're praying for only the purpose that we see, only the things that, that affect us on a natural level. And God is wanting to take us from a natural perspective to the supernatural, to the spiritual world, and we start to uh, live in and uh, operate according to what's happening in that atmosphere. Then we'll get victory, because it comes from a spiritual place, not from the not from the natural world. So, I want us to have, uh, if I can encourage you today, to to de- devo- develop an attitude adjustment and believe for miracles believe for healing start with praying here i am god use me not here i am god give me so too too many times we're thinking no i prayed and prayed and prayed said for god to do this for me and we're saying we're not saying god here i am use me we're saying here i am give me you know, something we get our, our perspective in the wrong order, and it's no wonder that we don't see the, the supernatural outworked in our life because we're praying for all the wrong reasons, for all the wrong things. So God designed us to be supernatural, to defeat the plans of Satan. And everything about the Christian life is supernatural in origin. It's Everything about it is supernatural. I can't, I can't see why we would, we would want to live without that element in our life. The big trick of Satan is to keep you living in the natural realm to um, so he can ruin you in the spiritual realm. He wants to keep you focused on the natural things, keep you focused on on things that hurt you, keep you focused on things that are affecting you here and now. And when you can start to step beyond that and, and start to live in the supernatural, in the spiritual world, where you're covered by the blood of Jesus, where you're, where you're operating in the name of Jesus into everything, I can't explain it all clearly to you in just one little message tonight but you start to step out of the natural and start to live in a supernatural mindset it's an attitude adjustment that we allow Jesus in to every part of our life and say God it's not it's not the the, the things and the stuff that I'm looking for but I want I want to be your your tool your vessel the one that that you work through and you'll start to see amazing things Take place in and around your life. Just go with me to First Corinthians twelve, and we'll look at uh, two verses nine and ten. It says Paul is is teaching the church about spiritual things. It says the same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. So Paul's starting to introduce to the church some some spiritual concepts here. And, and if we look at um, verse 10, that was verse 9, it says he gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages. So we, we call that speaking in tongues. Um, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. In Scripture, what is, so I want you to get this, in Scripture, what is repeated is important. And what's repeated over and over in that little, in those two little verses is He gives. It's repeated six times, He gives. So the point there is He gives. He gives to the church, people who can do all those things. The power to perform miracles, like when Jesus turned water into wine, when Uh, He calmed storms at sea and, and he fed huge crowds of people with hardly any food. And then they still pick up leftovers. These are supernatural things that Jesus wants us to live in. The Holy Spirit gives the church supernatural power. The Holy Spirit wants you as an individual to live in a supernatural power. When God does miracles, it's not enough to feed the people. It's not enough, I should say, just to feed the people. There is the extra of much left over. And I want us to start, you know, growing ourselves and hungering after the things of God so that we're not just saying, well, we're just surviving as a church, but we're, we're starting to really uh, see the extra things of God. So the expression of supernatural healing and miracles among the church, they're, they're listed as spiritual gifts. And it should be found among people in the church. We should be expecting to see these things. It's not something to go, well, that never happens around here. I want us to start speaking out. One of the big things to working in the supernatural is to speak over yourself and speak over your church the blessings and the good things that you want God to see. I can give you an example of that. Now, this is, this is only in a, in a financial setting. So it's a, a little bit crude, I guess. So don't take the wrong idea from it. But I mean, I remember coming to be the pastor of this church, and I never thought once when I was, you know, talking to the leadership and about coming here, never thought once to ask how's the finances. Didn't didn't enter my mind to even think of it. Then I, I came, um, went to the very first board meeting, whatever we called them in those days, and and I was told at the board meeting, well, the church has got no money, and we hope we can pay you but you know we do our best and I think what on earth have I done and I remember saying at that very meeting you know something I believe for some day where where this church will have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank I believe for one day that this church will will then when we do that then we'll aim for two hundred thousand and then we'll have We'll have millions. What? So that we can hoard money and sit on a big, a big, huge pile of money? No, it's because if you have money, you have power in the world sense, and you can have influence, and you can change things for the better. And the church ought to have money, and the church should have money. And, you know, today the church has over $100,000 in the bank. But, you know, it's all allocated for different things. But, you know, uh, keep giving because we need to see greater miracles... But, you know, we also have a debt that we're managing too. So, you know, we're not saying, hey, no, because you, know, you preach these sorts of things in some churches and people say, oh, they've got plenty of money. They don't need, we don't need to give. You need to give because that's about you. You need to give because God wants to bless you. We're going to be looking at those things uh, later on in the year uh, about how God wants you to use, help uh, us to understand money better. But let me give you one more example. Uh, it's a, It's a miracle of, Philip being transported. One of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's a miracle of matter. Do you know you're made up of matter? Touch someone or touch yourself and feel if they're made of matter. This is such a cool, such a cool story. It's found in Acts chapter 8, verse 39 and 40. It says this. When they came up out of the water, now Philip, is he's just been talking to this Ethiopian man. And he's been telling him about God. And and he says, well, suddenly he says, hey, I believe in Jesus. I want to be baptized. And they came. It says he baptizes this guy in the water. And it says, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. And the eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Verse 40 says, meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Azotus. And he preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. Now, I don't know if you just got what I said. Philip baptizes this guy. It's like, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Catch up. And he's gone. And now if you're Philip, the, the Ethiopian goes, what was that? Uh, he doesn't know what's happening he says well he got but he goes away rejoicing because something supernatural has just taken place he's been transformed from the inside out he's been born again so he's he's like he he says he went away rejoicing and meanwhile Philip turns up in Azotus he's never even heard of Azotus before he says hey where am I God just dropped me here maybe there was people in the market and and they're just selling, you know, selling ducks and geese and things like that. And suddenly, Philip's like, "Hi, guys! Just come to tell you about Jesus right now." Philip was trans, who's transported, transmitted from where he was to somewhere else. He he had a he had a, a a supernatural encounter with God that that changed his matter. And sometimes we need to say, God, I want to live in that place where you change. You change my matter and take me from the place where I am. We can do this in a spiritual way, but all, you know I believe that, that maybe God could even do these things today. Philip was transmitted from one from where he was to somewhere else. But you know what brought him to that place? He was fully committed to serve God and he was living in the supernaturally, supernaturally, living in the supernatural, I should say. Totally focused on the mission God has for him. And I'll tell you something if we could grapple with that call of God in our life, if we can grapple with the call of God in our life and say, God, I want to be where you want me to be, I want to do what you want me to do. And if we can shift, as I said about praying right earlier, we We're often saying, oh, God, if you'll just get me the job. Oh, God, if you'll just get me that house. Oh, God, if you'll just get me that girl. Oh, God, if you'll just get me that guy. God, if you'll just give me. I'm saying, oh, this Christian thing. I had someone tell me in my early days of ministry, I tried the Christian thing. Now I'm going to try my own thing. What? You know something? They tried the give me God, not the Lord I give you. God, I give you me. And I'll tell you something, when we, when we can grapple with that, the, the Bible talks about, we we often preach wrong, saying, come to Jesus and all your dreams will come true. It's like, who, who's seen that Napoleon Dynamite movie? And, and Pedro says, "Vote for me and all your father's dreams will come true. It's my favorite movie, my favorite line in the movie. You've got to see it if you haven't seen it. But you know what? Jesus didn't come to fulfill your wildest dreams that you could dream up. Jesus came so that He could infill you with power from the Holy Spirit, so that you could go wherever He wants you to go, and you could live in power and authority, and and go into the deepest, darkest places and see God's light and power fall. I'm glad you're getting excited with it tonight. totally focused on the mission and the call that God had for him whatever the laws of physics or chemistry or whatever was at work that day they tell us the supernatural can't work but they work beyond the control of physics and chemistry and everything else the power of God transcends all those laws and God creates his own law in those who will say Jesus I give you myself I'm no longer going to be saying God give me this or give me that I'll say God I give you me and when you can have live in that transition of thought nothing will be impossible I want to I want to ask people to respond tonight I really believe that tonight is a definition moment in people's lives today a definition moment one of the great things that I want to encourage you to do how God works is we often want to have the the, the, the quickest and the shortest way to anything but we grow through disciplines so if you want to grow strong you've got to eat good food you've got to exercise well you've got to give yourself time to rest you need a, a few factors but to grow supernaturally and spiritually Give yourself time to hear God speak. Read your Bible. Give yourself time to pray regularly. I'm not saying, hey, oh, I've got an exam right now. Oh, Jesus, help me, help me. That, that, that's, that's a limited prayer. And the other thing to do, a, a great place to grow supernaturally is commit yourself to the house of God. It's not very hard in, in a church like this. We, it's, it's um, get this. Write, write this note down. Say, 10 a.m. every Sunday, I have an appointment. It's called being in the house of God. And I'll tell you, when you start to say, God, you start to give yourself those kind of commitments, then you start to position yourself in the place where God can speak into you, where God can put in you, where God can uh, deliver you, where God can strengthen you, correct you, motivate you. All those things happen when you're in the house of God, hearing the preached word of God. So tonight, you could be born again tonight. You could start a new life with Jesus. If you haven't done so already, you can experience that tonight. I want to pray for people. Why don't we stand to our feet tonight? Because Jesus wants to create a generation of people who will push through their natural to live in the supernatural. Perhaps you need healing. Perhaps you need healing physically. Something's something's not right in your body. Jesus wants to come and touch your body today. Maybe you've got emotional baggage, things you can't get past, things you can't move on your own. God can do a supernatural in the spirit in you, like he did for Philip and move you past those things, move you beyond those things today. I really sensed as I was getting this message together that there are people and there's something in your life that is just like a, it's just something in the way, a barrier. Jesus is saying today, if you'll change your focus, if you'll change your your angle of looking at life, I'm going to get you past that thing. I'll move that around. There's others, who, you need an attitude adjustment because you've had your eyes looking at the wrong things. Asking of God the wrong questions. Maybe you could start tonight at a new experience. Bring your desires, your plans and lay them at the altar. Because you know, there's so many people who maybe have got great talent and they're, they're thinking, God is saying, I gave you that talent so you could Serve me. Maybe you got a great voice. Maybe you're a great musician, or maybe you're you're a great speaker. I don't know what it is, but but you might be thinking, but you know, God, you gave me this, and and I just want to be a rock star. I just I just wanna I just wanna be famous. I wanna I wanna be in the movies, and that's awesome. You can do all those things too, but you've got to say, God, I'm gonna give it all to you. Now one of the uh, Another little thing that I think is amazing is we've got a the new, not a new prime minister, but our prime minister's been elected to his place. And last night, there was a, one of the very first interviews he had. They said, and what are you going to do tomorrow? And he said, I'm going to go to church as usual. And then he's going to go to the rugby and all that afterwards. But you know something? Get an as usual in your life of being in the place where God can touch you, where God can speak to you where you can help others in their walk with God as well. That's the other big part about it. But you know what? Have an as usual where you say, you know what? No one has to go looking for me. If our prime minister says his usual thing is to be in the house of God, then I'll tell you, that's not a new thing. That's something he's done for a long, long time in his life. And now he's prime minister and he says, I still go as usual. And I'll tell you something, maybe there's some young people here today and you need to create some as-usuals in your life. They're going to set you apart and maybe you'll be a prime minister. Maybe you'll be the first female prime minister. Maybe you'll be a premier of this state. Maybe you'll be a police chief. Who knows what, but I'll tell you what, whatever position you find yourself in, create an as-usual in your life that puts Jesus in the place first. Get past living on just enough. So with Jesus, when we live in this with in, in his supernatural, he delivers us into the place of more than enough. We've got to, we've got to get a dissatisfaction with just living with, with just enough. Oh Jesus, if you just give me just enough, petrol. Lord, if you give me j- just enough, I'll be happy. You know what? It's not about just enough for you, it's about what you can do to help the world so as a church why why do i say hey when we reach a hundred thousand dollars then we need to have more it's because we need to change the world and often there are needs that come up and 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 you know this church because of your because of your stewardship to the house of god we're filling fulfilling needs all the time when it comes to finances that are needed to further the kingdom of God. So when our missionaries need money, we can respond immediately. And we don't take up a special offering because you're generous all the time. So I want to encourage you as a church, be generous all the time. Because we want to be be generous so we can change the world. God wants to open eyes tonight to supernatural spiritual things so we can live in the authority of Jesus being supernatural spiritual people. Jesus said that he was the bread of life. And anyone who comes to him will never be hungry again. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I want to put my hands on people tonight. If you want to respond for whatever reason, we've got the team here um, uh, who will pray with you. We'd love to pray with you. But I want people to step into an attitude adjustment today. I think that's the, the most important thing that we say, Jesus. I don't know what it is that you're thinking. You might be thinking, "God, I want to, I want to try this first. I want to do that first. Just say, "Jesus," instead of having these firsts in your life. The most important first is have Jesus first, and then everything else will uh, will will work itself out. Just give it to the Lord. So the guys here they're going to sing for us, and as they do, I'm just going to invite you to come. And uh, there's a transference of of uh, authority, of power, of faith when you respond to the things of God today. So perhaps you need to give your life to Jesus today. You can come forward and whoever prays with you, just say, hey, I want to make my life right with God. We'd love to pray with you and uh, help you to become a, um, a disciple of Jesus here today. And for anyone else who needs to respond, just come on out and I know there's going to be something deposited of the supernatural call of God that is going to be amazing, that God is going to uh, put in you for an amazing future. So why don't you come as we sing together tonight. you to take something home with you tonight. and Don't forget it. Maybe you need to write it down somewhere. Maybe write it in the front of a Bible. Put it in the in your reminders on your phone or whatever you need to do. And say, Jesus, from this day, I'm having an attitude adjustment. I'm going to pray different. I'm going to seek after you different. I'm going to be hungry for, for your spirit. Don't be satisfied the natural life be seeking after the supernatural today i'm going to pray over you all tonight and then we're going to um, have tea together so why don't we just raise our hands to, to the lord right now jesus i pray over all of us here today that you do a work that propels us into the supernatural that propels us beyond the things that we can see and touch and feel the natural things lord god i pray that one heart be a supernatural church i pray for those uh who've come from other places here today that they may take a deposit of the supernatural to their world that we don't live in a natural world we live in a supernatural world and we want to tap into that and we want to see miracles we want to see healings we want to see the power of god use us we pray in jesus name Amen and amen. God bless your church. Just take your seats and I'll just run through. We're about to have dinner and I'm sure our team are doing a wonderful job. They always do with our meals. So what I'm going to ask you to do is um, if we could all just stand up and... um, move across to that side of the room, there's heaps of seats here, you can go over there and sit down if you like, but we're just going to move some of these chairs about from where Michael is, our team will do that, if you, if you, all you guys take all your stuff and move, don't try and pack up the chairs, our awesome team of uh, workers will will pack them up for us, but uh, if, if all you guys can sort of move out of the way, you can li- start lining up and uh, dinner will be served real soon, so as we're doing that, I'll just... Um, Say the prayer for our dinner. So dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all that you do. Pray you bless the uh, servants who have cooked the dinner tonight. And I pray you bless it in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless.